0: Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. My name is Chris and I am your host. It's lovely to have you with me. How are you doing? How's your week going? I don't know about you. I'm just, life feels bonkers at the moment and it doesn't seem to want to slow down. And I keep saying I'm looking forward to my summer holiday uh, because it's just moving at speed. I hope your life's not quite as fast paced as mine feels uh, at the moment. I do. I hope you're doing okay. And in this podcast, we explore discipleship in different forms and in different ways. Uh, And at the moment, we're just walking through the teachings of Jesus. You know, if we want to be disciples of Jesus, then we want to be formed by him. And there's nothing better than going to his teaching in uh, the the Gospels, you know, we're looking at the Gospel of Matthew and actually saying, you know, what does Jesus say? What does Jesus teach? What does he have to say to us uh, that would form and shape my life uh, in a way that's more like him? So that's what we're doing. And we've been walking through the Sermon on the Mount. This is the sermon that Jesus gives in Galilee as he goes up onto the mountainside and he, and he teaches and he's telling them, you know, this is what the way of the kingdom looks like. This is what it looks like in the kingdom and he's turning their life upside down because what what jesus knows is that the way that we naturally think in this world is wonky it's upside down in contrast to the kingdom we we have a way of thinking that's shaped more by the world than it is by him. And and as Jesus comes in to teach about the kingdom, and this is what it looks like, and this is what God's like in the kingdom, it makes us realize that we are upside down to the kingdom of kingdom of God. And what Jesus is doing is he, correcting our thinking, he's turning us upside down and giving us an alternative way of engaging with the world. And in today's episode. He's flipping on its head this idea of religious performance. You know, Jesus saw this all the time. Men and women who would perform beautifully uh, their faith. They'd perform it beautifully. And they'd want everybody to see them living out their faith beautifully. Like a performance. Like an actor on a stage. And Jesus speaks into this turns the whole world upside down and says actually we're not interested in how you perform we're not interested in how you look we're not interested in in how the world sees what you're doing we're interested in what what God sees and what God knows you're doing Uh, and so Jesus is doing that but rather than doing it over money or doing it over work he's doing it over religion and religiosity so that's what we're going to be exploring today not to be performance uh, on stages. And it's mega simple. We're just going to look at three verses. And I was very tempted just to skip this bit because it's it's just such a small passage. It's like, what's the meat here for us to dive into? There's so little in it. Um, but I think there's enough here for us to actually know we really do need to want to look at these three verses and ask the question, am I a religious performer? So let's dive in. Uh, welcome. If you've not been to the Way Making Disciples podcast before, love you to give it a like give it a share tell somebody about this the uh this podcast um the only way that people hear about them is through word of mouth and would love you to to multiply the number of listeners we get through word of mouth so let's jump in let's jump in with Matthew chapter 6 verses 16 to 18. So here we go. We're going to read this little passage from Matthew 6, 16 to 18. It's entitled Fasting. Uh, But as you'll see as we look at this, Jesus is using fasting as the illustration of a deeper uh, issue that we may experience in the church today, and they certainly experienced 2,000 years ago. So let me just read this to you from Matthew 6, 16 to 18. It says, When you fast, do not look somber, As the hypocrites, the performers, do. For they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your face and your head uh, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting. But only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So the overarching narrative is Jesus is talking about fasting, when you fast, but then he he draws out a couple of things from this fasting. So although it is about fasting, I want to say a little bit about fasting, it's actually about something else. It's about an underlying issue that, that Jesus saw happening all around him. So what Jesus is saying here is, make sure your spiritual life is not a performance. So Jesus says, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites. Now I've mentioned this before in other episodes, I'm sure, I'm 99% sure I've mentioned this somewhere else. But the word hypocrite is where, from the original word Hippocrates, which literally comes from theater, Greek theater. And a Hippocrates was a performer on a stage, somebody who wore a mask to perform on a stage. So, when they did drama, they would wear masks and the masks would convey something of the uh, facial expression of the character. Uh, and, you know, they would change the mask depending on what was happening in, in the scenes. So, Jesus says, like, When you are fasting, don't be somber as the hypocrites. You know, don't pull faces like the performers on stages do. You know, he says, do not disfigure your face to show others that you're fasting and I, I can see this I and you can almost imagine men and women who are fasting and somebody comes along and offers them a sandwich and they pull a face like, like no like, you can see imagine them like holding up their hands going no no you know don't not for me as a, as a way of you know rather than just saying I'm all good thanks I'm, I'm fine they were kind of like no I'm fasting you can see them you can imagine them performing no that's not for me you know i'm fasting today you can you can imagine it for they disfigure their faces to show others that they are fasting so jesus jesus is using fasting as the illustration but the whole three verses are are actually about making sure that you are not performing spiritually you know don't disfigure your face truly i tell you You've, they have received their reward in full. You know, the, the people around have seen what they're doing. The reward is there. But when you fast, put oil in your face. You know, make yourself look so presentable, nobody would have a clue that you are fasting because God is the one who sees. So Jesus is using fasting here as the illustration, but actually what he's talking about is authentic worship. Not being a performer on the stage, not doing something, so that others see you and go, wow, look at them. And I do wonder sometimes uh, how much, you know, in terms of song worship, you know, I come out of the charismatic tradition, and this is going to sound so judgmental about my own people, but just an observation might be, you know, those who... who in, uh, you know, they have the arms in the the air in worship. They're really going for it. They're stretching out their arms wide, you know, almost dancing in worship. You know, they're being seen as the ones at the front who are really going for it. That's totally judgmental because I cannot see their hearts, so I don't know like what's going on. But you know, you, there are ways of of worshiping where it's more about what you are doing than the one that you are worshiping, and that's kind of what Jesus is speaking into. Let me just talk about fasting for a moment because this is something that we don't talk a great deal about in the, in the modern church. Uh, it's one of those spiritual disciplines that um, often I think kind of gets missed out. We don't really like fasting. Um, a lot of us enjoy eating, and, and therefore fasting's like, oh, do I really want to do this? It's not. It's not. It's not a pleasant thing to do. But so, what is fasting? Let me just explore this. Fasting is not twisting God's arm. Or a hunger strike. It's about putting in extra time to pray. So I've heard it preached on before. And and what ends up happening is they almost present fasting as a way of twisting God's arm. You will get God's attention if you fast and he'll give you what you're praying for. Uh, It's almost like twisting of arms. Or it's a hunger strike. God, I'm starving myself. Uh, I'm on hunger strike. So give me what I'm asking you for. Or I'm gonna I'm not gonna eat. You're almost behaving like it's trying to force God, blackmail God, into doing something that you want him to do. And that's that's not what fasting is about at all. This is not about twisting God's arm or convincing God to do something. So fasting is not about supercharging your prayers to get a better result. If you're praying a prayer that God is not gonna answer because it's just not right. God, I'm praying that you might give me my neighbour's car. I Fasting's not going to force God to give you a, the answer to a bad prayer. If you're praying a bad prayer, if you're fasting or not, it, it's not going to make a difference, I don't think, in that situation. You may turn around and say, well, actually, Chris... I did exactly that and God did answer my prayer. Um, So you may want to push back on that. But for me, fasting is not about getting God to do what I want him to do. That makes me the center of the universe and God a cosmic vending machine. Fasting, for me, is about denying ourselves. And it's about disconnecting from the idea of limits. Limitlessness uh, is what fasting invites it fasting invites us into a place where we say saying actually God is all powerful anything is possible and fasting is about denying ourselves and disconnecting from the things in this world that want to contain us so it's about denying ourselves to reconnect with God fasting is about denying ourselves to reconnect with God and fasting reduces the influence of our self will and invites the holy spirit to do a more intense powerful work so fasting reduces my influence and says actually I can't do this God I need you to do something here so fasting then allows me to go I can't do this God I need some help from you and this invites the Holy Spirit to come and be more intense through his work in us now that's not me saying you will automatically get what you're praying for but I know when I'm fasting I have a more intense sense of God's presence So the Holy Spirit can be more present with us because in that time of not eating I'm opening myself up to him rather than these simple earthly desires that I might uh, have all around me so God gives us a deeper so fasting gives us a deeper hunger for God and what he is capable of doing fasting gives us a deeper hunger for God when we're fasting it's about and saying god i want more of you I'm hungry i want to starve to receive more of you and then i want to say this prayer and fasting is investing into our spiritual life and relationship with jesus so fasting is not about twisting god's arm but it's about creating space to invest into our lives and what god might want to do in and through us so prayer and fasting open and opens us up to him and what he might do and in fasting We get to know God better. We get to understand his will. And it creates an intense, intense intensity with God. A a moment where we're really committing out and carving out time to be with him. So that's what fasting is. It's not twisting God's arm. It's about coming before God, opening ourselves up to him, listening to him, and actually being able to pray into the things that he is talking to us about. And there's a danger we sometimes use prayer and fasting, we talk about prayer and fasting uh, to see breakthrough. Yes, it is you know, there's that sense of wanting to pray and fast to see God breaking through a particular problem or an issue. But actually what we do is when we do prayer and fasting, we're actually opening ourselves up to what he is doing And seeing what he's doing and actually saying Lord can I can I work with you so we've really got to move ourselves away from being the center of the universe and that all the spiritual gifts are about us therefore achieving something we couldn't achieve without those spiritual gifts prayer and fasting like all the gifts is about us growing into a deeper relationship with God so that's fasting so Jesus says, when you fast Don't look somber like a hypocrite. Uh, Don't disfigure your face. Do everything you can to look as normal as possible. Uh, Because only your father's going to see what you do and he's going to see your heart and make sure your heart is doing uh, what your external life is doing. So that's him talking about fasting. So what I want to just talk about just for a few moments longer is about well, how do we fast then? How should we fast? How should we pray? And how should we worship? How should we? Because what Jesus is inviting us into here is to stop pretending that we're having some big spiritual thing but actually uh, allowing ourselves space to encounter God in the private. That's what he's doing, you know. Don't let people know you're fasting. Because this is about you and God and not about everybody else knowing what amazing spiritual thing you're doing. And I think you can apply that to the way we pray, using big words to make ourselves look good, um, the way that we may engage with the Bible and talk about the Bible, the way that we engage with with worship. We can show ourselves to be highly spiritual performers You know, it's possible to make people think that we are really on it, spiritually on it. Did you see them? They prayed. It was an amazing prayer. I can never pray like they pray. So we we end up, or we can end up being these religious performers where we're performing the religious acts. And Jesus says, we're just not interested in that stuff, guys god can see what is unseen in your heart he can see what's really going on so stop trying to be something you are not so how should we go about these things i think there's three things i just want to mention i could say a lot more but i think there's three things that come to mind first is around authenticity what jesus is speaking into here is the reality of being authentic in our act of worship so jesus wants us to embrace authenticity in our relationship with god with others um our faith it should not be about putting God on show or putting our religious rituals or behaviours behaviors on show, um, but actually being genuine in how we live out our values and the teachings of Jesus, genuine in how we respond. So not doing things to be seen by people, but only doing things to be seen by God. So Jesus is inviting us, therefore, into being more authentic in how we worship so how could you be more authentic what does authentic authenticity look like for you i as a church leader i want to tell everybody come and sit on the front row because nobody sits on the front come and sit on the front row lean in sit on the front row but i also know at the same time i find it quite difficult to worship on the front row sometimes because i feel like there's all these people behind me and they can see how i'm worshiping i just i find that really unhelpful for me uh, so I love like standing at the back, I love standing at the side, I love love being able to worship when I'm not seen, just so it's not about anybody else, it's just about me and, 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 and Father. Um, so authenticity means that I, I just want to move out of the way, I don't want to be on the front row, I don't want to be seen by others that sat behind me. Uh, I just want to be authentic. Now what I would say is, As a church leader, I actually need my congregation to come forward because they actually get to set the temperature. They get to set the spiritual temperature for the rest of the congregation because the folk on the front show those behind how to worship. Whilst at the same time, I do want to say authenticity is what God is looking for. The second thing I want to say is, is around integrity and consistency. We need to live lives of integrity and consistency. We need to align our actions and our behaviours, our beliefs and our values, both both in private and in public. We need to be the same people between the two. So we need to have integrity in the public and integrity in the private. We need to be consistent between what's happening in public and what's happening in private. All of it needs to be one and the same. And sometimes people can have a very different engagement with God in one than the other. And... You know, this is why Jesus says, look, if you're going to pray, don't do it in the streets like the pagans do, making all the right noises, using all the big words, but go and lock yourself in a small cupboard and pray privately. Uh, What Jesus is saying there is, is so true, but you've got to contrast that with what Jesus is saying here about public, Like in public when you're fasting, don't let anybody else know you're fasting. You know, make sure that your skin does not look like you're fasting. Do everything you can so those around you don't even know you're fasting. That's the real spiritual discipline. Uh, That's what it really should look like for us is to be able to worship in public and not even people realize kind of that we're doing some of that stuff. So integrity, consistency, authenticity. And then the final thing I, I wanna say, fasting, prayer and worship should allow our hearts to be transformed. It's about having hearts that are changed into his likeness. You know, true faith, true Christianity involves more than external behaviours. It requires a genuine change of heart, a a personal relationship with God, the need for repentance, forgiveness and a surrender to God and his will. So when we are fasting, when we're praying, when we are worshipping, this stuff should be shaping us and changing us. We should be becoming more like him uh, because as we worship him and as we spend time with him as we fast we are formed into his likeness so when we're fasting yes it's not about twisting arms uh it is about trying to align ourselves with god actually fasting is also about allowing our internal world uh internal architecture our character and nature to be shaped uh, into his likeness so that we may be more like him in the public uh, so' it's, it's Fasting allows something to change in us as we are transformed. So, when you pray, don't look somber, don't be a performer on the stage, don't let anybody know that you're even fasting. You know, look and dress and behave just like you would if you weren't doing all of those things. Because God in heaven, your Father is watching, He sees what you're doing. And when He sees us at the front, worshiping so everybody can see, or we pray a prayer, uh, that is actually more about us showing how good we are. Father God sees, and He knows the reward that you've already received. Uh, so be careful not to receive your rewards on earth, but actually to re- re- be rewarded in heaven by God. So, th- this is really speaking into the sense of performance, acting, doing it because it makes you look good, makes you look more intelligent or more spiritually mature. Jesus says, Be really careful. So, Jesus is inviting us in to be more authentic. To have integrity and be consistent in the public and the private and allowing this stuff to transform us and shape us more into his likeness so our prayers may be less about us and become more about what he is doing so there you go Jesus talking about fasting flipping the world upside down see in the world the world says performance is important letting people see your performance and uh, believing you because you're in p- your performance that's what it's about it's about being seen to do the right thing that's what the world says and Jesus says no turn it upside down it's not about being seen it's about what's really going on in your heart so the question for us today would be this what's really going on in my heart am I doing what I do to make myself look more spiritually mature spiritually alive um, more capable more spiritually uh, aware all of that you know so what you know why is it you are doing what you do is it to be authentic to be transformed to have integrity or is it to be seen and uh, to make others around you go wow have you seen them so which is it for you and i think that's a difficult question for us to ask i think we do have to ask ourselves it though am i performing this christian faith am I genuinely being uh, shaped and formed into the likeness of Jesus? Am I doing this for him? Or am I doing this for me? Am I being shaped by him? I think it's a great question for us to be asking ourselves. Hey friends, until next time, grace and peace. Have a really good week. And be somebody who is authentic, with integrity. And may your internal life be formed so it looks like your external life. Until next time, grace and peace.